Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance, and for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us, and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning, and welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, inspiration, liberation, and empowerment. And as soon as I get this rest of this stuff started, <laughs> we get back to where we're supposed to be. Anyway, we're glad that you joined us here this morning. We are... Uh, Hold up, I'm getting some stuff together. Getting some stuff together. Live radio is always fun. All right, here we go. Again, uh, we are sowing seeds of empowerment and liberation, and we are promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming. And as always, we invite you, the listeners, to know and being and impacting the world around you. Uh, there's several ways you can join us on this illuminated journey. Uh, the first way, if you'd like to get your thoughts, uh, your insight, your commentary, dialogue on the air, you can do so by calling 347-237-5230, 347-237-5230. That's the number to call uh, if you would like to be on the air. You're also are welcome to join us on the chat line that's open. Um, you can go there and um, go to Zero Today uh Blog Talk Radio Zero today, and you'll see the chat room, and you can share your thoughts there. Also, you can um, you can also follow us on our social media. Um, we are on Facebook at the Zero Network on Facebook, and on Twitter, the show handle is at Zero Radio. My personal handle is at Prophesy, P R O P H E P S I, and um, email pastorlorenzoneal at gmail dot com is the email that you can come and any other social media we may be on. I I can't remember all of it. <laughs> Visit my website lorenzotneal dot com and you'll see uh, articles and things that we are writing and uh, promoting. You can also order a copy of my book, A Breach in the Family, there. So we encourage you to do so going into this new year. Uh, I mean holiday season. Welcome today. We're glad to be here. Uh, uh, another chance. We've had a busy several weeks, so yeah, we're glad that uh, we're back on the air. Uh, of course, we have 
two main stories I want to talk about, and uh, we're going to try to get into both of them as quickly as we can. First one, of course, is um, our president and the ongoing um, conflict that he's having with um, a widow of a fallen soldier and a a congresswoman that's involved in that, and the matter of fact truth that is lacking in the process. And then the second um, second story that I wanted to get into is uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, political commentator, prognosticator, and whatever else you want to call him, who said he's mad at God. And we'll talk about why he says he's mad at God uh, later on. But I, before we get into that, of course, we need to go to prayer, and then we're going to jump into a few headlines that, I just, that just intrigued me that I thought I'd share. Uh, first, Father, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you for the day. This is the day you've made rejoice. We rejoice. We're glad in it. Thank you for the opportunity to do the show. Bless our efforts. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. So, so <laughs> I'm laughing because there are two stories that uh, jump out. Or I just jump out at me real quick, uh, but. Uh, before I get into that, um, you probably know about, uh, heard about shootings that are going on. Gun violence is is uh, becoming more prevalent in our country, across the across the country. Uh, we're hearing more and more stories of uh, gun violence, death, suicides, things of that nature. And as we know, I am a uh, uh, gun violence prevention advocate. I travel the country uh, on behalf of Moms Demand Action. For gun sense in America and every town for gun safety. I am a one of their fellows and survivor fellow, and um, my role is to bring awareness—not just awareness, but um, help raise uh, uh, the issue of gun violence and and prevention, and that um, we can prevent senseless gun crimes. And just last night, overnight, we heard news of two students, uh, two young men killed on the campus of Grambling State University. And I agree with them because Grambling is is part of my home. Uh, just about everybody in my family graduated from Grambling uh, State University. I'm, I'm the odd man out, <laughs> having not attended. Uh, well, I mean, I was there all the time. Well, you know, we were there just about every homecoming. Uh, like I said, all of my aunts graduated from there. Um, um, I'm the only odd being out. Cousins, you know, high school class. Matter of fact, <laughs> there were two things in high school that were sure. If you did go to college, you were going to one or two colleges. You were either going to go to the local college, the University of Louisiana Monroe, what's then known as Northeast Louisiana University, or you were going to Grambling. Those, you know, if you went to Southern, you, you okay. You you if you went to Southern University, that was all right. But you were going to go to <laughs> you were going to go to Grambling. Coach Eddie Robinson was going to make sure, and uh, Hutchinson, uh, the band director, then Mr. Johnson, uh, uh, who's then the band director uh, at Grambling, uh, they were going to make sure that you went there. I was I was surrounded by Grambling, <laughs> and so hearing of the the news of the shooting there on that campus, um, a student and a visitor. And it is Grambling's homecoming week that makes it even harder. Um, is even is even more tragic. So pray for the families of the students and the visitors. Uh, and again, I encourage all of you. 
uh, all of my in my listening audience. I encourage you to, um, if you own a gun, be smart, secure it properly, keep it away from children. Make sure if your your children are visiting folks who are have you know are gun owners, make sure that they have theirs secured, and raise awareness of gun violence. Uh, be be uh, vocal about it. We can we can stop it. You know. We can't stop all of it, but what we can do, we can, we should be doing. So that's my little plug for that. Um, and um, visit everytown.org if you need to learn inf- a little bit more information on Moms and Mind Action, and they give you the tools to help you with that. All right, so that's my plug in the, um, for the first thing. Now, here's, here's the story. first story comes out of South Africa, and the story... <laughs> story is what it is. There is a church uh, in South Africa that was started in a bar or a tavern, as they call them down there. And the pastor, uh, the pastor integrates liquor into his service. When I say integrate, he doesn't just bless it. He doesn't just bless it. He just doesn't have it. He's drinking with the brothers, <laughs> and um, so you can go to um, um, the old black church. Ann Brock, she carries this story, and the other news outlets. Uh, I posted it to my Facebook, personal Facebook, so you can go there and view uh, the page and um, view the video. And uh, he gives an extensive interview in African and in, uh, in uh, his native tongue. Um, and I was trying to get a, an interpretation, uh, an English language. I couldn't find it. But anyway, the gist of it is that, you know, he believes that by starting his church in a tavern that um, the likelihood of crime uh, rising or uh, men in particular, because mostly men that have been um, from the videos, all men, not mostly, it was all men. But he believes that um, he's preventing crime. And and bringing people to Christ. Now, he started the church just two months ago. And when I looked at it, I, he has the stole that has a cross and an anvil, which is the symbol of the AME church. And I was I was wondering, I'm not certain of this, but I, I'm having to do my research and find out, see if this this brother who is now calling himself a bishop, and I, I won't even try to pronounce his name, um, but it's Tesiti Maskiti or something like that. But he calls it the Gabola Church of International Ministry, and it's located in South Africa. I did, that's about all the information I have right now. But it's just funny because this has gone viral, um, and, and one news outlet reported that he baptized you. <laughs> he, uh, the the good bishop, is baptizing his members his members in the liquor of their choice. <laughs> And I can't make this stuff up. Really cannot make this stuff up. This is happening, and um, it, it, what what's funny is it's becoming a micro trend. There are other churches um, following this trend of starting in bars or uh, non sacred spaces. I will use that term, non sacred spaces, and um, and you know. It used to be home church, and, and that would be a non-sacred space. But um, this trend is growing, and uh, it's not just limited to Christianity, but there are groups 
uh, there are non-believers, atheist uh, groups meeting in similar places, and they're gathering as, you know, to kind of, now this is, uh, they're gathering is not so much as a worship experience, but they're gathering to just fellowship and share uh, stories, just share positive messages, and they're gathering in these non-sacred spaces. But there are also Christian churches that are doing this and uses this method. I don't know. I, I, me personally, you know, so <laughs> the, the closest thing that I drink uh, is wine. And if I have hard liquor, it's going into a hot toddy. You know, I have, I might have um, some um, Jack Daniel or something to pour into a hot toddy when I'm uh, when I got a cold, real bad cold. You know that, y'all know how it is. <laughs> you make that, put that honey and lemon, lemon juice in there, and uh, along with that little brandy or whatever it is might be, Crown Royal, and knock that, knock that cold right out. <laughs> But that's as close as I get. That's as close as I get to it. <laughs> but um, you know, I'd like to know your thoughts on that. You know, what do you think? You can you can send it on the press Facebook page page. You can respond to that. Uh, call in and respond to it. It doesn't matter. But um, um, it's just interesting. He's, this this preacher is doing everything from baptism to exorcisms to to um. Uh, and when you look at the video, if you go there and you look at the video, you know, he's praying over, or it looks as if he's praying over the alcohol, the liquor. I don't know. He's just, <laughs> can't tell. But he joins the men in celebration. He's drinking, they're drinking, they're having a good time. And and uh, from the reports, it, and again, the church just started two months ago, and it appears that it has already grown to as many as 200 and some reports say as many as 500. I don't know. I have again, I have not validated. It's just funny. It is really just funny to me that this is even happening. That uh uh people are are doing this. Um second story, again, I just found out um deals with former president George H W Bush Bush uh also known as Bush 41, um, an actress came out today or uh, recently stating that um, uh, George H.W. Bush sexually harassed her, or sexually assaulted her. Um, and by sexually assaulted, uh, she said that while she was doing, um, they were doing something to a film that um, was about war or something of that nature. I, I don't have the story in front of me directly. Um, but he, she accused him, she's 34, she's the actress, and she accused him of uh, grabbing her behind or uh, touching her behind and then saying some naughty, some naughty, naughty things uh, to her <laughs> and that he did it twice. <laughs> and and then Barbara Bush gave her gave him a look like uh, not again, and so so she's she's coming out saying that uh, this happened in um, um, a staffer for uh, former President Bush has uh, issued a statement of apology, realize, saying that uh, 
uh, he was being uh, jovial, and it was not intended intended to be uh, any type of sexual thing. He wasn't harassing, and that she mistook his actions for that. I'm thinking this man is ninety some years old. What he's ninety three, ninety four years old, and if you <laughs> you know an old man. <laughs> old man do crazy stuff. I've been I hear the horror stories of some of my friends who work in nursing homes or work around elderly patients and elderly men and <laughs> they just they just horny. <laughs> I I'm making light of it. Sexual assault, sexual harassment is a very serious issue. Um and, and I in light of what's going on with the Harvey Weinstein thing and the Bill O'Reilly, which we're going to talk about later on. It, it is a very, it's a very, very serious issue. I, I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm quite sure she felt, she felt uh, um, harmed in some way. But I'm still thinking, you know, this is a, <laughs> this is a 90-some-year-old man. That man ain't trying to. <laughs> It's just, it's just funny, you know, and, and, and I understand, I really do, but at the same time, I'm like, really, <laughs> you really think this ninety-some-year-old man is gonna try to do something? With you? He's in a wheelchair for one. Probably can't get it up if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Lord have mercy. All right, okay. I'm, I'm sorry that. I, I, I'm serious. I just thought it was. I just think it's funny. It's funny to me that um, it's just funny. But um, what what else? I've gotten off track, so far off track. But there's another story um, regarding uh, singer Tina Campbell, who is with the group Mary Mary. And if you're familiar with the group, you you understand that they they got a lot of stuff going on. You watch the television series on We. Um, it 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 shows the downside of being a celebrity, Christian celebrity. Uh, well, matter of fact, there ain't no downside. They're celebrity spirit. They say they have the same issues as other celebrities, apparently. But Tina Campbell has come under fire because she stated that she voted for Trump, and ever since she made that statement. Um, Apparently, there's been a lot of backlash because of it, and I I don't get it. You know, I I know Christians are fickle as they can be, uh, but to to go after a person because of their political vote uh, has nothing really to do with the guy. Hey, well, let me not say that it does have a lot. She thought she thought she was voting her values. Apparently, she thought she was voting for the best person. Uh, for the uh, best candidate for the job, and um, cannot fault her for that because that's her right, and that's she exercised it, and uh, many, many, many people died for her to make the choice she made, whether we like it or not. And um, it's not for us to, uh, you know, there some of these Christians are judging her, and I'll be the first one to say, don't judge me. But anyway, uh, because of her decision. To let the world know that she voted for Trump, um, she was—they were scheduled to go. Or she was scheduled to go on a tour, and the tour was titled uh, 
was um, called It's Still Personal. But uh, she has said now that that tour will be canceled because of low ticket sales. Um, and that's the backlash because of her uh, her vote. Now, I I don't get it, but hey, more power to those folk who who <laughs> I don't know. But I guess my question is, you know, why are they why are they so well? Yeah, I do understand. I guess I do understand, but I don't think they should take it out. I mean, this is her means this is her way of living and they don't do it to uh i i don't see them doing the same thing to the secular artists who may have done the same you know may have voiced opposition you know supported donald trump i I don't think they do that you know matter of fact i'm quite sure if another black well unfortunately i'm sure quite sure black people would be blackballed they would lose their black card but the white per people are a non-color Probably wouldn't even affect them. That's probably still support them. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. And um, I'm about to talk about Trump anyway. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick break because, uh, excuse me, I've I've rambled and I shared a lot, <laughs> a lot more, and I've gone over the time. So we're gonna take a break, and <laughs> we'll come back into break. We're gonna get into this topic of Donald, or President Trump, and I'm I should not say. Donald, uh, he is the president of the United States. Uh, president Trump and his um, his feud with um, Congresswoman and uh, Soldier's Widow. We'll talk about that as soon as we get back from the break. We'll be right back. almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything, even mermuts. And we covered it, February 3rd, 2016. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything, even mermuts. And we covered it, February 3rd, 2016. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. At first, I thought it was just the stress of moving. Hey, I was using that. Think we own stock in the electric company? I will turn this car around right now. There's nobody back there. I was becoming my father. <clears throat> it's been an adjustment, but we're making it work. You know, Progressive.com makes it easy for us to get the right home insurance. 
Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto. Get into the topic of the day. Um, President Donald J. Trump uh, is known for his Twitter tirades and um, what I consider to be petty at times. Um, um, and people are saying, you know, calling him unempathetic and um, all kinds of things recently because of his uh, attempt and very poor attempt. A poor attempt, rather. I won't say very poor, but a poor attempt at trying to extend condolences to the widow of a fallen soldier. And you can read the stories all over. Uh, this has been heightened by a Florida congresswoman who, after um, being in or uh, listening in on the call while they were in the, in the limousine retrieving the body of the widow's husband, um, who who spoke with the press and said that, he said uh, what President Trump sa- said was inappropriate in that he knew what he was getting into, uh, something along those lines. And and you know she 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 uh, the Florida Congresswoman in her in an attempt to try to speak for the family, um, pretty much uh, I won't say I won't use the word politicize. The media politicized it to me. I, I think the media. Uh, uh, the mainstream media, in particular, has been going out of their way to try to prove how unfit Donald J. Trump is for pre- uh, as a sitting president, and I don't think they need to do that. I, I honestly, while I, I I did not vote for uh, President Trump, and I really uh, I really do not like a lot of the things that he has been doing in the office. I uh, <laughs> and this is not a defense by any means. Um, I I do believe that the mainstream media have been going out of their way to try to defame him, or you know, uh, put him in the um, put him in the light of being unfit, trying to get him impeached, all that kind of stuff. And I think that's unnecessary. What he says, what he puts on Twitter is enough. <laughs> By far, is enough to dis- demonstrate his competency or not, or lack thereof. Um, and I, 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 I do think, honestly, I do think this has gone way out of proportion. But I want to 
I'm not really want to to bring that issue up again. I want to deal with it from the perspective of telling the truth. Um, here, uh, what happened was when President Trump, and I don't like using the word attack, but when he when he tweeted the fact that what he said, what the Congressperson woman said, was uh, a lie, and then you know, then says he had proof, but never bring forth that proof. You know, um, and then he gets his uh, chief of staff, General Kelly, to come and underscore his version of what happened. Um, is very questionable to me, um, and very poor in in judgment and poor in leadership. That's this is this is just me. I would not. I would not get. Um, I would not get my chief of staff to try to defend me if I knew what I said was was um was wrong, false. Um what he said what he said what he said and the general did confirm that he said what he said and Donald Trump doubles down and said I did not say what they both said I said. And they're both, you know, he's not saying Kelly lied, but he's continuing to say that they're lying. And so, what we what we're what we're dealing with is a president of the United States who has an issue with telling the truth, with persons surrounding him who feel obligated to undergird his version of whatever. Um, I don't know if they feel obligated because of political alliance or identity or they feel obligated because their job is is about job security. I don't know. But what we have is a a leader who who is very comfortable with misleading people and not telling the truth. Uh and and for those for those of you who are in my audience who are listening and support Donald Trump, that's good, that's wonderful. You can support him but you have to demand accountability. When and, and this is the question I pose to some of my white evangelical Christian friends: When are you going to start demanding that this person that you have now stated is a wonderful uh, Christ-believing person? <laughs> when are you going to hold him to the standard that you held uh, former presidents? Now, with Bill Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton, when he lied. Or misled, attempted to mislead the people and uh, stretch the truth. We we learned more about the word sex. We learned more about sex than we needed to know. (laughs) Um, And he was impeached because of it. And the same Republicans, many of the same Republicans who were leading the charge or or uh, part of the charge against him are still in office today. And some of them are remaining silent. Literally, they're not saying anything uh, against this president who, who is not, I mean, he has no qualms about lying. And the persons who are speaking out, those senators who are speaking out against him, Senator Corker, Senator McCain, and now Senator Flake, uh, those persons, they're speaking out against him, uh, you know, and... <laughs> And they're on the way out. 
they're they're on the way out and they feel a sense of freedom. They don't they don't feel constrained or restrained or restricted by party obligation or anything like that. They are doing what they are doing and it is what it is to them. They have no uh no longer they no longer feel attached to the chains <laughs> of whatever it is they were attached to. And so it 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 is what it is. But we have to demand it. Now being a I, I identify as a uh Republican conservative with libertarian leanings and a more, more better a more accurate description of me is a a classical liberal i'm I'm a classical liberal and 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 uh those of you who understand that would understand now you know, you know what I'm talking about if you don't understand you should look up uh classical liberal and um you you'll see um um more libertarian than anything um, so that that being said, I believe in holding leadership accountable, myself included. Uh, I want to be a truth bearer. I, I, I want to be, um, you know, I want my my public life and my private life to pretty much align with each other. And if if there's any kind of you know dissonance in there, I want to be able to address it head on. So I don't create the kind of conflict that <laughs> President Trump is creating, unnecessary conflict. And I I have gotten comfortable with the fact that I'm human, I'm frail, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to do a lot of, I'm going to make a lot of bad decisions, and I'm going to tell, I'm not going to be willing or wanting to tell the truth because I'm going to be more willing to protect myself, you know, my image. But I've learned that, you know, telling the truth hurts. It really does. It may cause um, temporary uh, discomfort. But the reality is the benefit of telling the truth is greater than the dissonance caused and conflict caused by telling a lie. And I have committed to telling the truth. I have committed... um, to telling the truth both in my public and my private private life. Um, everybody ain't got to know my business, but I I have committed to saying and sharing and encouraging others to know the truth. And as Jesus say, Christ said, Jesus never said you should know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You know that wonderful scripture that we all like to say: the truth will set you free. We got to demand it. We have to demand the truth. There's there's no if ands or buts about it. From the top down, because the conflict that's being created by our president not telling the truth consistently. There are times he'll tell the truth when it makes him look good. There are other times he'll tap around the truth. Uh, for example, you know. He, when he said that um, he would call or he would write, well, we know he hadn't done it, and eventually it got done. 
but he was not willing to say directly, well, no, I had not done it. No, I I had not reached out to the families. No, I I take it upon you know I just you have to forbi- forgive me because you know I was engaged in other things and though it was brought to my attention, it was not uh, on my immediate you know to do list. Something like that would have been you know of course the media still would have still would have taken it and run with it and said that he doesn't care and blah, blah, blah. They, they would do it because they, they're really after, you know, <laughs> Hillary Clinton did not win. And so he's the evil man and it's the evil empire. Uh, and what the right was saying about Obama, President Obama, from 2009 until 2017, they're now, the, the left are now saying that about President Trump. <laughs> So the ball has just shifted to a different corner. Um, anyway, but we have to demand truth. And you know what? Here's a way you can demand truth. I want to encourage you to take the pro-truth pledge. Now, I have taken the pro-truth pledge. If you don't know about the pro-truth pledge, <laughs> the pro, pro, I can't talk, pro-truth pledge, simply go to uh, truth. Hold on for one second. This is what you get for um, doing too much at one time. Go to ProTruth Pledge, P-R-O-T-R-U-T-H, pledge.org, and you can learn more about that. Now, let me tell you why I took the pledge. I took the ProTruth Pledge um, because I am committed to sharing and uh, encouraging others uh, to tell the truth. I want to be able to be as a public figure, even though I don't have a big name, I'm not out there, but I still, uh, excuse me, when I share things on Facebook and my social media, I want to make sure that what I'm sharing is accurate. I want to be able to validate it and verify it before I share it. Uh, as part of the pro-truth pledge. I want to be able to honor truth. I want to be able to... Um, I want to be able to defend uh, those who come under attack for telling the truth. And then I want to be able to encourage all of my listeners, you, my friends, uh, everybody, not only just to to share the truth, but to, you know, when you recognize the truth, is there celebrate those who are sharing it. Celebrate those who are standing up and telling the truth. For some reason, I don't know why. In our political discourse, and matter of fact, in, in our discourse com- uh, completely, in the rhetoric of the political discourse, truth is being lost. So by taking the pro-truth pledge, you're saying that I'm willing to stand up and do that. So I encourage you, go to protruthpledge.org, uh, take the pledge, read about it, and you'll see I'm, I'm one of – I'm a proud part, part of this organization. Um and uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's a worthy organization. And uh, you can find the link again in the broadcast. You can find the link um, on my page. Um, it's wonderful. So uh, I encourage you to do that. I'm going to take one more break and um, come back and I'm going to talk about uh, – I've got about another 10 minutes. So I'm going to talk about Bill Riley, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Um. Boy, I tell you, it's it's hard. I'm getting lost. <laughs> I'm getting lost. So I'll take this break real quick, and we'll get back. 
because I gotta get me some water and use the bathroom. Did I just say that online? I did. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> show uh realized that uh, about a year ago a little over a year ago my computer crashed on me and i had lost just i thought i lost just about everything on my computer all my important files and documents but then i remembered that i had security i had my files backed up automatically by carbonite.com now here's the good thing about carbonite.com they have the same encrypted technology that is used uh for security uh e-commerce transactions all that stuff they got it right and then they house it in state of art data centers that's guarded 24 hours a day seven days a week i wasn't worried because i knew my files were automatically backed up and here's the good thing i i didn't have to worry about retrieving the meter because i could access my files from any computer anywhere in the world so if, if, if you you feel like you're going to lose your stuff I recommend Carbonite.com because that's the place to go. You don't have to worry about the cost either because they have a price for every budget you can imagine. Not only that, but if you go to their site today, you could get a 15-day free trial right now if you go in today. That's Carbonite.com for all your online backing needs. All they do is back up your files online. They don't do anything else. You can be guaranteed that all of your important documents, everything that you love on your computer will be safe and secure Check them out today at Carbonite.com for your online backup. Again to Zero Today, um, your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, we're tuning in. You're tuning in live, and uh, I hope that you've been enjoying the show, uh, the last two segments, and um, what we've been talking about. You can always, uh, if you want to share, you can call 347-237-5230, send me an email, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, at gmail.com, or visit the Facebook page, uh, Zero Network, on Facebook, and share your comments and dialogue uh, there about what we're talking about. So, now, <laughs> this story here, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, Fox News uh, pundit, um, the highest-rated cable news show um, at one time. And if you follow the news, you know he was uh, fired from Fox earlier this year because of uh, sexual harassment allegations. And it turns out that he has been settling a number of sexual harassment lawsuits over the years, and most recently he settled one for $32 million. That was the settlement. And Fox still hired him back, renewed his contract for about $100 million, I believe that was, if not more. And then 
um, once the allegations of the once the news of the settlement came out, they you know forced him to resign. Well, he on his podcast, uh, and I was trying to I I have the download, but I, I don't have my computer, so I'm doing this. Um, I wasn't able to um, download the soundbite so you can hear it. But Bill O'Reilly um, is mad at God. And his reason for being mad at God? Bill O'Reilly said he is mad at God because he feels he should have been protected. He feel, he feels, He feels that he should have been protected by God from allegations of sexual misconduct, sexual harassment. That because God did not intervene to help him control his pulses, his impulses, that he now is angry at God. Now, now let me let me. If you read through the Psalms, if you read through the Psalms, there are several Psalms where the author is angry at God for not protecting him, for not help, you know, from from not keeping him from carrying out his own selfishness. And when you read through some of these psalms, you you know you hear where the author is really really angry. Um, but then you read Psalm fifty one, and you 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 come to realize you come uh, the Psalm of David where he's repented. Bill O'Reilly is not repentant; he's mad. <laughs> he's mad because he got caught. He's mad, and even though you know he his contract may have been bought out. He's still going to live comfortably for the rest of his life. It's not like he's going to go broke unless he's done miserably with his finances. Uh, if, if he wasn't a good steward of his finances, then yeah. But the, the flip side of it is, is he still will have a loyal following. He will still have a loyal audience. He will still have people supporting him. Uh, he will still. He may not be on the national spotlight as far as uh, you know uh, cable news. But there will still be opportunities for Mr. Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> the Internet will still be thriving. He can still set up, and he still has his own podcast that he does. He'll still have people contributing. So, I mean, he's getting off pretty easy. He's settled out of court for millions of dollars. So the persons that he harassed will be living comfortably also. The lawyers who they hired will be living comfortably also. The lawyers that he hired will be living living comfortably also. Uh, his audience has not been directly affected by it. So, you know, his his former boss, Bill uh, uh, Ailes, who's now dead, I believe he's passed away, uh, Roger Ailes, uh, I mean, let me see. But anyway, <laughs> whatever will happen at Fox News, that made it a a, a a a haven for sexual predators, you know, it is what it is. So why is he mad at God? He's mad because he got caught. And I can identify with that. I've been there, done that. When I was caught in sexual sin, I was mad at myself, and I was mad at God for not doing the same thing. <laughs> and I think about the triviality of it all, you know, the frivolity of the fact that we get mad at God. David was angry at, at God when he, you know, when the prophet Nathan com- confronted him about his sexual sin, his sexual misconduct. David was angry. David was angry at himself. 
he was angry. So that is a natural response. I'm not saying it was, you know, uh, the media is making it out to be something, but it is a natural response. We get angry when we get caught in sin, plain and simple. We get angry. We get angry at God. Why? We get angry at God because for whatever reason, we believe he should have been more proactive in preventing us from doing what we did. He should have been more proactive. How could he be more proactive when we have free will? This is a question of free will. If we have the freedom to choose and the freedom to act, what then can God do? If he gave us the ability to choose freely, to act sinfully, what then can God do? Why should we be angry at God? And for those who are non-believers, I, I, they get this. They, they don't, <laughs> they don't have anybody to say that they're angry at, other than themselves for committing the act, or thinking the thought, or whatever it may have been. So we can't, we cannot buy into this. Uh, well, God should have done this to prevent me from doing this, or God should have stopped me. Psychologically. Um, that is, <laughs> there's a lot of things I can say about that psychologically. But speaking from my personal perspective, I, I can I, I can definitely ident- identify with Mr. O'Reilly. Although I've never been accused of sexual harassment, I don't think. <laughs> no one has come forward and said that I have sexually harassed them. I... <laughs> You know, I, I don't ever want it, may it never be said. Uh, I, I believe I know now how to contain myself. Uh, <laughs> but my point is, my point is that there's more than God for this. Um, God did not put us in predicaments. And I know people like to say, well, he won't put he won't put more on you than you can bear. Well, <laughs> that's a great misconstruence of of scripture. It's not about God putting more on us than we can bear. That's that's not it at all. No, no, that's not what the scripture says. You know, it is about us understanding our humanity and our sinful nature. If you believe. And if you subscribe to the doctrine of original sin, that we were all born in sin. Born, as the author says, we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And that uh, the suffering Savior, Jesus of Nazareth, who we believe as Messiah, bore those sins, bore those iniquities on the cross. That while he was there, bleeding and dying for us, Became the sacrifice The judgment uh, Was on him And by his stripes we are healed Alright So we can't shift blame For our sinful wretchedness to God Especially if we're Christians We believe that we've been redeemed From the penalty of sin We've been redeemed from the penalty of sin Which is death but not the consequence of sin. So if I go out and rape someone, 
And then I said, God, forgive me. You know, yeah, we can believe God may forgive us, but there's, there's still the consequence of that act. There's a legal consequence of that act. And Mr. O'Reilly paid the legal consequence of his act. His actions were contrary to both God and man. So we cannot say, we should not say that uh, God brought this on us. God should have prevented it. If he didn't prevent it for Abraham, when Abraham lied and said Sarah was his wife and the king was about to sleep with her till he discovered that it was his wife. <laughs> if he didn't do it for Isaac, when Isaac did the same. If he didn't intervene for Jacob, when Jacob tried to fool Isaac or deceived Isaac and stole the birthright, the blessing. If he didn't intervene then, if he didn't intervene with Joseph and his brothers, as his brothers did all they did to scheme, they schemed and then ta- you know tried to say that he was killed. It did intervene. I could go on down the line. If he didn't intervene then and try to stop them from doing that, what makes you think he's going to do it? And and then it. it it, it calls into question, you know, why? Well, it goes back to, uh, for me, theologically, it goes back to the question of, you know, free will. And um, I I really, as much as I, I want to get into the theological aspects of this, I, I, I don't because it's, it's kind of burdensome. It brings more questions does it, than it does answers. <laughs> and I, I would love to have dialogue with persons on this. Because I I would you know I like debate for one I love to argue, um, but two, um, the insightfulness that can be provided would be wonderful for me. But I think what Mr. Riley is not willing to deal with, just like President Trump is not willing to deal with, is the fact that when we act, we don't act. Uh, when we act in ways like that. When, you know, we act in an evil manner. I think about the Water Boy and the movie with Adam Sandler, and the mama used to always say, or the movie, the mama would say, "That's the devil," as of the devil. We don't really, we don't really want to address that fact. You know, we sin, and uh, there are consequences of that. So I can understand why he's saying he's mad at God. But reality is he ain't really lost anything. You know, Job, if you read the scripture and if you believe, if you believe Job to be a literal story, to be a literal story in the scripture, uh, and not allegory and not talking, you know, not a story about someone else, you know, or, you know but if you believe it to be literal, uh, Job lost everything. And when he finally began to question God in the latter part of the book, when he finally began to question God, God comes back at him and like, I, you want to question me? Were you here when I created the world? Were you here when I did this? Were you here when you, I did that? And, of course, Job had no answer to that, and neither did his friends. And the question of free will about God. Why did God have the free will to allow Satan 
to do what he did. So, I I know it's 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 a lot, and I, as much as I want to get into it, I can't. I I really just don't have the time. But I you know I'm going to write about it. Uh, matter of fact, I'll be posting a blog about both the pro truth pledge, and I'll be writing a little bit more about um, uh, Mr. O'Reilly's um, mad at God comment. Um, reality is. When we sin, I know when I sin, I feel bad. Not only do I feel bad because I believe I sinned against God, but I feel bad because I understand the emotional death of the sin, the sinful act or sinful behavior. And for those who are not believers, you know, you may not you not believe the in the idea of sin, but there's still an emotion. You'll feel bad when you do something wrong. You feel bad. That's just a human. That's the human component of it. Um, I know what it's like to be disgraced. I know what it's like to be embraced while you're disgraced. And I know what it's like, and just as the author in some of the psalms, I can't call the psalms out right now. When that that sense of emotional disgrace can be so overwhelming that you want to ask the question, why are you cast down, my soul? Put your trust in God. Right? So, Mr. O'Reilly, I know you're not listening, but I'll say it anyway. You're, you're really not cast down, my brother. You did something you shouldn't have done. You're suffering the consequences of it. You feel God should have protected you from the consequences? No, brother, it don't work like that. The wages of sin is death. And if you believe it, it could be a physical death where you go to hell, fine. But, brother, this is hell enough on this world. And when you do acts that go against the will of another human being, you ought to feel bad. You ought to be mad at yourself. When we sin against each other, we ought to feel bad and we ought to be mad against each other about ourselves. Listen. I want to put this plug in. If you are in the Jackson, Mississippi area, and I know a lot of people don't like Halloween, don't celebrate Halloween, that's fine and that's good. I want to invite you to come out to New Bethel. We're having our fall festival. Yeah, it's on Halloween day, Halloween evening, uh, between 6 and 8 o'clock. Bring your kids out. If they want to wear costumes, that's fine. I ain't got a problem with costumes. You know, It is what it is. It's commercial. But I want to invite you out to our fall festival on October 31st at New Bethel Amy Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Bring your kids. It's going to be plenty of fun, plenty of food and games, and I'm going to be playing DJ and movie master. So come on out and enjoy it. But i got to get out of here. And This is Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Until next time, you guys enjoy. Be blessed. And tune in and seek a, you know, keep on listening. We keep going. Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and I'm out. God bless you, Pastor.